Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, March 18, 2019. We are reading from the big book in Bill's story and we are at page one, sorry, page 13, the fifth paragraph, my friend promised when these things, and we're reading that one paragraph and comments on that paragraph. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Laura M, 12 traditions, Lois G, and readers of the text, Martha Z, Nancy T, and Craig F. The share ID for Sunday, March 17th, is 12669. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Laura M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, all. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. And our 12 traditions, Lois G. Good morning. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, 
a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. Thank you, Lois G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we're in Bill's story on page 13. The fifth paragraph, my friend promised when these things, and we're reading that one paragraph, commenting on that. And I will now ask Martha Z to begin reading for us. Good morning, Lynn. Thank you for your loving service. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Belief in a power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Uh, Good morning, my friends in recovery. It starts out and it says, my friend promised. And I noticed that there's a lowercase f there, so he's talking about Ebby. And he's talking about what things are you know, when these things were done. And he's talking about the things that, that the steps that Bill took in the paragraphs before the Oxford steps that they had at the time. And it, it made me think about 
are step 12, which says having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So that that's going to happen for us as the result of steps 1 through 11. And then he says that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. And so, you know, the 12 steps um, help us to find a power greater than ourselves, which will solve our problem or all of our problems. And that's been my experience. Not only has it helped me with my compulsive overeating, but with everything in my life. Very grateful for that. So then it goes on to say, belief in a power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility. And it says to establish and maintain the new order of things. So I thought the established part for me are steps one through nine and maintain is steps 10, 11, and 12. The essential requirements, necessary requirements. So I started looking at the steps and I thought, where where are all these things in the steps? So I, I, I know that the practice with the practice of the steps we attain greater humility with each of them so um with step one i thought about how important it is the honesty part that that we always remember that we're compulsive overeaters and that um, we need treatment daily and um but then the humility of saying you know what i can't do this myself i'm going to have to have a power greater than myself which is going to be step two i'm going to need a power and then for step three, willingness is the key, um, not only to turn our will and lives over, but to go ahead and say yes to doing the rest of the steps. And step four, we're doing the inventory, lots of honesty and humility so we can really look at ourselves as we are. And then step five, we're going to need a lot of humility to do that. Step six, um, the the principle of step six is willingness and we have to be willing to have our character re- character defects removed. And then step seven, we're going to get more humility because we're going to humbly ask God to remove them. And step eight, we're going to have to get willing to have um, to make the amends. And then in step nine, we're going to have more honesty and humility in doing that. So that's the established part and the maintained part. I thought, thought about in my day, every day, I always pray for the willingness to do whatever I need to do to recover today. So that would be steps 10, 11, and 12. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to take my inventory. So there's the honesty about that part when I look at uh, about what my part is and, and where I've been wrong. And then in step 11, we're going we're gonna to need more willingness when we're, we're gonna, and, and more humility to pray for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. And then in step 12, um, after the spiritual awakening, we're going to be carrying the message and we're going to be practicing these principles in all our affairs and more willingness, honesty, and humility. So anyway, um, yeah, very powerful paragraph. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Martha G. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last day or two to take this opportunity. Please say your name just once, as it helps me hear everyone. Who would like Lisa to share? Lisa B. Jason K. Kathy K. Raya S. Anita L. Okay, let me tell you who I heard. I heard Lisa B., Jason K., 
Kathy K, Leah S, and Anita L. I don't think I missed anybody, so how about we start with that lineup? Lisa B, would you like to start for us, please, followed by Jason K. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and thank you, Lynn, for your service. <clears throat> I love this paragraph, and I wanted, I really felt kind of led to talk about the elements of way of living. I am so grateful for this big book and for this fellowship of AA and OA and the 12 steps because, and I know I'm not alone when I say this, so I feel almost kind of, it's just so trite to say those words. I had no clue how to live life. I just had no clue. And so an element of a way of living, how exciting is that? And I wanted to share some of the elements today that I experienced. One is neutrality. And it's, of course, yes, hooray, neutrality with food. I'm so grateful for that. But what is even more exciting and so pleasurable is to be daily, dependent on my spiritual condition, neutral in life and with others, not fighting. And when that fight starts to come in, I feel that nudge in my gut that I'm separating, I'm walking away from that peace that's there always inside of me that's my higher power. The other element I love is a proper use of the will. I now know today that I can exercise my willpower, that, that it's a healthy way of exercising my willpower, that it's aligning myself through these steps in abstinence with my higher power's will, and that I can exercise the proper use of my will, which is wonderful to experience that, and also playing my, placing myself in position to receive. That is another element today. Um, I am now in the, in the position of allowing in a power that's greater than myself. I was so closed off from not only this power, but life. And now I know that life and that power are all the same. You know, this wonderful way of living and this higher power are one and the same. I now am in position to allow in, to receive. I was walking around an empty, malnourished, empty well, even though I'm a compulsive overeater and a restrictor, but yes, majorly a compulsive overeater. I was always undernourished, malnourished, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, in, in a sane way. I was malnourished. So now I am in position to allow in this uh, nourishment, this deep, deep sustenance that's inside of me. And that's what I wanted to share of the elements of a way of living that I am so grateful for. So getting recovered, it extends beyond anything I ever, ever could have dreamed. And it's, um, it could be fleeting if I'm not aware of it. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Jason K., you're up, followed by Kathy K. Good morning, Jason K., Recovered Compulsive Leader and Bulimic outside of Philadelphia. I'm grateful to be on the line this morning. I'm hoping to be of service by sharing uh, a little bit here today. And we get so many promises in this big book. And to me, um, there's coming from hopelessness to hope. And if I take this, some of these statements and turn it around, I see where the hopelessness was for me. You know, I didn't have a belief in a higher power. I didn't really have the willingness. I wasn't really working the steps. The honesty was, maybe I'm not a compulsive eater, even after decades of circling the drain, of not having control. 
the humility, you know, I didn't have the humility. I, I, I would, I would say, I know, I know, I got this. I know I'm going to take care of this. And that was the hopelessness of me instead of, um, having a relationship of our creator and then elements of a way of life that answered all of my problems. I had a way of life, you know, binging, purging that created so many problems. All my problems piled on up on me and became astonishingly difficult to solve. I was in a quagmire, in the food, in the bulimia, in the, in the um, binging, spending, you know, 50, 60, 70, $80 a day, um, you know, over a thousand dollars a month on food on food, and thank God, you know, we can flip to the hope, hope today that these are promises that are coming true for me, that I can say I have a relationship with, with my creator, um, that I can bring all my problems and, and lay them, um, lay them uh, at the feet of God and just yield them up because, my God, I cannot manage my own life. Um, thank God for that today, that I don't have to. Um, and that today I can exercise willingness, honesty, and humility, that I can call people up and say, I'm stuck, I need help. I can call people up and say, let's do a 10th step. You know, let's do a 10th step because I'm hurting, I'm, I'm resentful, I'm feeling selfish. Uh, and the last thing I want to say is um, these are beautiful, beautiful promises, um, but a lot of the promises in the big book to me come with a caveat. They come with a contingency which says we can have these beautiful, this beautiful life and these elements and this new relationship with our creator if, and that's a big word, if we had the willingness, honesty, humility to establish and maintain the new order of things. And that for me means um, continuing this way of life, you know, looking at my 11 steps. Do I do it every night, every day? Do I, do I, do I have an 11 step written inventory? Am I doing 10 steps as they come up? Am I, am I sponsoring if I'm, you know, if I've brought somebody through the steps, am I looking for that next sponsee, that next person to carry the message? Am I coming to my home group, you know, printing out the We Care Sheets, um, which is on my to-do list, by the way, um, printing out the We Care Sheets, being a service, thank being there you. for that meeting. So um, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here with that. I'll pass. Thank you, Jason Kay. Kathy Kay, it's your turn, followed by Leah S. Good morning. Thank you, Lynn, for your continuing service. This is Kathy Kay, recovered in the Boston area. And uh, I just love this paragraph. I, um, I would do well to read it every day um, because I know that if I don't practice this new way of life every day, I will begin to lose its benefits. Um, I know that uh, when life gets really busy, I can sometimes skimp a little bit on certain aspects of my daily practice, and um, that reflects uh, a bit of a lack of willingness and honesty. Um, when I think I'm too busy to take my quiet time or to make my outreach calls. So this paragraph really reminds me of what I need to do to live in steps 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis and how critical it is. Um, I often find myself, when I'm working with sponsees, uh, suggesting to them that when we go through the steps, 
for the first time or the second time, what we're doing is building an infrastructure for our new life um, that has very clear boundaries and uh, actions that we need to take in order to nurture the the new connection with uh, our higher power. Um, and if we fall down on some of this, if we don't pursue the new disciplines, it's in all likelihood we will lose some of that connection or some of the peace that comes with living according to God's will for me. So I'm very grateful to read this today, and um, uh, I really uh, strive every day to complete the elements and to keep them front and center as I go through my day, no matter how busy it may be. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Leah S., it's your turn, followed by Anita L. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, on this line. And um, my name is Leah S., very grateful and recovered in Brooklyn today. Uh, my friend promised, promise, promises something that is, that is, I'm guaranteeing something. And uh, there's going to be a new element of living uh, for me. That that's a that's a very big promise. That in itself is like wow. You know, either you say because in the beginning of this book, they're telling us right right before you even start to open this book in the preface that we're telling you we are recovered. That's the the most important part about about this book and what is what it's putting down a foundation of is that they're telling you the truth. This is everything that they have experienced, those early um alcoholics, and they're telling you the truth. So here is a promise about a truth. It doesn't mean because it you I didn't understand it. But it doesn't really mean that you continue being a victim. There is no, there's such freedom because you no longer are a victim. And they, these steps help you go out of the victimhood, becoming free with the truth, and 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 not having these 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 feelings that I used to have of regret and, and oh my God and what am I gonna do and what am I gonna do? It's all that grandiosity. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of dealing. It's a new way of understanding and it's a new way to really maintain that kind of peace and serenity. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. And Anita L., it's your turn. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L., also from outside of Philadelphia. Um, I wanted to share today, I was really just very motivated to share today because I wanted to honor my higher power. And I have the honesty willingness and humility and I have had it for several months now and I am on step 12 yesterday 
doing a lot of writing on it, and uh, there are questions that I've been answering, and two of them dealt with the promises and to take a look at, you know, how they're working in my life. And I guess my my uh, my willingness is different this time around. Um, you know, I I am a chronic relapse. I was a chronic relapser, and have had years of being in recovery, living in the solution, and being there for others and helping. However, not totally being there for myself, and that was the difference. And one of my uh, one of my guides who took me through the twelve steps tried to make me aware of that, and I just didn't get it. And this time, I am increasing my spiritual life on a daily basis, and that's the difference. And so, anyway, yesterday I was writing on how the promises on 83 and 84 have been coming true in my life and the gratitude I feel and the beauty and inner peace and serenity that I that I'm experiencing in my life right now is maybe not beyond my wildest dreams because it's it's more of a uh, you know more of a spiritual awakening than a spiritual experience it's just calm and beautiful and even yesterday I had a tension headache all day however I didn't have to take that first bite and I could go through and do my work that I needed to do in order to maintain my spiritual condition so it's possible for me and if it's possible for me it's definitely possible for all of you so thank you my higher power and thank you, this vision for you meeting. Uh, I don't know if I could have done it without this meeting, hearing the beautiful recovery daily. So thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Anita L. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later, we are on Bill's story, page 13, the last paragraph, My Friend Promise. We're reading that paragraph and commenting on that paragraph only. And I'd like to encourage those who haven't shared in the last day or two to take this opportunity. Who would like to share? Stacy T. Katie G. from Boston. Okay, I heard Stacy. I heard Stacy and Nessa R. Katie G. And Donna. Was there anyone else? Nancy H. Okay. Our lineup is Stacy, Nessa R, Katie G, Donna, and Nancy H. So if you're not Stacy, can you please remute your lines? And Stacy, if we could have the initial of your last name, please. Good morning, Lynn. This is Stacy T, and I'm calling from outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks so much for your service. And what really stands out to me, and if you could time me, please, is um, this in hindsight. Um, how many times I've read 
read Bill's story and thought I understood. And the word that is just so um, big for me is promised. And I never, I don't know if there's anybody on the line <laughs> um, like me, um, but I used to make promises both to myself and others that sometimes I wasn't able to fulfill for whatever the reason. And I lost credibility with me. And so the word promised just seemed too big of a word. And here I was being told that I would have a belief in a power and willingness and honesty and humility um, and a rearrangement. And it took um, whatever it took, and it took a lot, as Leah said, to be beat into a state of reasonableness. And the promise is the deconstruction for me of myself and the willingness to have the intimacy with me, to me, and for me. And under those conditions, and being able to experience the humility, not the humiliation, I was able to launch into that power. And with all the rest that's here, and 10, 11, and 12 are my bedrock today. And I remind myself of the promises of all of the steps um, because I still am building that credibility with myself and with my capital F friend. So they partner. Instead of going upstream just for this day, I have a choice about going downstream with my higher power. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy T. Nessa R., it's your turn, followed by Katie G. Hi, thank you. Good morning, vision for you. My name is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. And, um, you know, before I came to OA, I um, went to many different weight loss programs, and some worked and some didn't for a while. Um, and they all had a beginning, and they all had an end. And so when I first came to OA, I thought, you know, there's going to be a beginning and there's going to be an end. I, I wasn't expecting that I was going to stay here forever. I don't think that uh, I would have come in if I was told that I was going to have to stay here forever. Um, I don't need to stay here forever. I want to stay here uh, forever. But this, uh, this, this uh, paragraph that we read tells me why. It says to establish and maintain and the reason why uh, most commercial uh, weight loss programs don't work, even for people who are not compulsive overeaters, is because people stop doing what works. And this is why, to me, the word and is incredibly important, to establish and maintain. Because a lot of us are very capable of establishing, but we may not be so willing at maintaining. You know, So we go through, we put down the, the food, we are perfectly abstinent, we go through steps one to nine, put the book back on the shelf and go about our 
merry lives as if, you know, nothing had happened. And then before we know it, we're, we're in the fruit uh, because we're missing that second part, which is just as important as the first one, which is the maintaining. And it doesn't mean maintaining in the sense of, you know, staying stagnant and not growing. It means maintaining the practices that got us there, maintaining the actions that made us well and that are going to keep us well. And I've seen so many of my sponsees on the cusp of recovery, you know, but have faltered because they're not working um, either step 10 or step 11 or step 12 or all of them. And it is so important. You know, this is not a program where we, where we graduate. Um, you know, we have to continue doing what got us here because, you know, it's kind of like, like cleaning house. You know, I do a, a big spring cleaning and I get my house in an amazing shape, but then I don't do anything else. You know, the house is going to go back to the same mess that it was before my spring cleaning as if I had never done it at all. And it's the same thing with our recovery. I clean my spiritual house. I clean my relationship um, with my, my family and my fellows, clean my relationship with God. Of course, I have to clean my relationship with the food, you know, to begin with. But if I don't keep it up, it's all going to go back to the same mess that it was before. And that's why that word and to me is the key, you know, and this is one of my favorite paragraphs in the whole book because it's a beautiful promise, but it doesn't promise magic. It promises miracles. And for that, I have to do my part. I have to do the work. God will do for me what I cannot do for myself, but he will not do for me what I can and should do for, my, for myself. As somebody said earlier, there's a proper use of the thank will. And the will, thank you. And the will is to establish and maintain you know, what got me to this state of recovered, and I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Katie G., it's your turn, followed by Donna. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. This is Katie G., recovered in Boston. What a beautiful paragraph. I was thinking about the elements of my way of living before I came into program. Um, the elements were food starving myself, being the thinnest girl in the room, operating under the delusional belief that if I had what you had, I wouldn't feel the way I feel, um, and that somehow I was not who I was, where I was at the time I was doing what I was supposed to do ever. Um, and I came into this program because I wanted my weight to stop looking like an EKG and because it was the last house on the block. I have too big of an ego to join a program called Overeaters Anonymous on a winning streak, um, really. So I came in here and um, I didn't realize, um, you know, they say there's one thing you have to change and that one thing is everything. And I think about today, like, um, they're saying answered all my problems. I think that's so important for me to pause and look at because it's not just saying my food problem, right? Like food was my solution and, and thank you God it's not today. But all my problems, like I'm like Bill, I wanna I wanna hide in a deserted barn to die. Um, I want to think over my problems. Like if something comes up during the day, I want to do 40 temp steps and then, and then sit and think about how I'm going to solve it. And what is so amazing is that with daily willingness, honesty, and humility, um, I get to do a temp step, see where I'm wrong, say, you know what, I made a mistake. I apologize and move on and get out of myself. And what, 
what I, I just can't understand is how amazing it is that, like, I, we all have issues in our life, right? But the most amazing thing is when I don't sit there and, and think about the issue and, 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 and try and solve it myself, but I move to death of self, right? Like, stop thinking about yourself, KDG. Think about other people. How can you be of service right now in this moment? These quote-unquote problems that exist in my life transform because God is able to get in. And I don't need to control. There's no, there's no chapter in the big book called into controlling. If there was, I would have found it. I would have mastered it, right? It's about letting go. But I can't just let go. I have to stay entirely abstinent and do the steps. And then somehow God extricates my claws from the problems. And I love what everybody said about continuing. You know, where, where much is rewarded, much is expected. So being recovered is a beautiful gift today. And what am I going to do to honor that gift? Because if I don't work my tail off just like I did on day one, I'm going to lose it. Eating's going to be a step up. And, um, what a privilege to, to get to share that with all of you because the gifts of being recovered are beautiful, and I get to honor them today through this continued work and without a test. Thank you, Katie G. And Donna, it's your turn, followed by Nancy H. And if we could have the initial of your last name, please, Donna. Sure. So this is Donna G. as in grateful in Grateful Recovering in Pennsylvania, and um, so much of what I wanted to share has been reflected in the other shares. I will just say um, the two words, the two, the two pieces that jump out to me is our um, our uh, promise and um, uh, solve all your problems, um, all your problems. Um, uh, and so the promise piece just speaks to me because so many people in my life uh, that I look to to give me promises and to keep promises fail. Um, and um, I focused a lot on that. And I focused a lot on being a person who was the victim of a lot of people's broken promises. And um, also, you know, really never really looking, even, you know, try, trying some diet plans that, that seem to have promises. Um, oh, maybe they have this, you know, well, may vary from person to person, little disclaimer, you know, but not really. Okay, but like it really looks like a promise, so I'm going to go with this. Um, so, so looking to people, looking to find Donna, we lost you. Press star one, please. Donna, are you there? It looks like we've lost Donna. Nancy H., could you share, please? Oh, Donna. Thank you for your service, Lynn and for everyone else being on the line. Um, my name is Nancy H., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader in Massachusetts. It says, my friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. That means that I have to have done the steps. Um, my sponsor, my current sponsor, 
has emphasized to me many times since I started the steps again that I would receive a spiritual awakening if I did the work. So I did the work without believing that was going to happen because I'd really never had anything like I have now. So um, it says we would have the uh, elements of living that answered all my problems. Today I'm living a life of guidance by my higher power, and every moment of every day there's something that might turn up that I have to ask for guidance on, and I get what I'm asking for. You know, I never get what I'm exactly what I'm asking for, but I get what God's will is, and I listen to it. Um, it says belief in the power of God, it, you know, uh, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to maintain the order of things is essential. And they reiterate that on page 568, and they say the same thing are essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. That means I cannot do without them. I cannot try to get the experience if I'm, if I'm not having the honesty, the willingness, and the humility. Um, I entered with a, into a new intimate relationship with God, and um, I really think that, for me, it's unbelievable what I'm experiencing right now. And I, I've been promised it, but I guess I didn't have enough belief. I had enough belief but I, in God, but I didn't have enough belief that he was going to uh, give me this way of living. So for right now, I'm just enjoying what I have. I know that if I don't continue, because I tried it before, and I got you know, the spiritual feeling, and then I didn't continue with 10, 11, and 12, and next thing you know, I was eating again. So I, do, I really don't want that this time, and, and I do have the willingness, and I have the honesty to realize when something's wrong and what it is in me that has to change. And the humility, I've been brought to my knees when I, with the food. And uh, I, I don't want to go there again, but I do have the humility to realize that I, I don't know everything and I'm you know, powerless over the food and I'm powerless over my emotions and I'm powerless over people, places, things, and situations. So today I'm living life on life's terms and I'm enjoying every minute of it. And I thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Nancy H. Uh, the line is open now for people who'd like to share and please I'm encouraging people who haven't shared in the last day or two to take this opportunity. Who would like to share? Sally A. Okay, I heard Sally A, Russ M, and was it Laura M? Yes. Okay, who else would like to take the and do this here? Devorah S. Yeah, gotcha, Devorah. Max W. Was that Max W or Max W? Hoodie R. Okay, here's our lineup. We have Sally A, Russ M, Laura M, Devorah S. Max W and Hoodie R. Sally A, could you start off for us, please? Yes, hi. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sally A from New Jersey. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your service and for everyone being here on the meeting this morning. Um, this really is such a practical program of action, meaning, you know, when I would hear the spiritual stuff, I would just be like, ah, you know, whatever, hokey, hokey, whatever. It sounded like church. And so, when I finally started to apply the program to my daily life, um, I realized that this was right all along. Um, I had a problem with someone at work recently, 
And I held on to this resentment for a couple of days. And in that, can I tell you how crazy I felt in my head? Did not know how crazy I was till I put down the food. And I could not release or shake off this resentment. I had to call like three or four people. And I realized that <clears throat> I'm like a two-year-old emotionally. And I heard it a long time ago in a meeting that recovery equals maturity. You know, it's this program is growing me up. You know, I've been in the food since I was literally a baby. Like I was a food addict, I think, since infancy. And um, I just never grew up emotionally. You know, I take things so personal, like a little child. And I remember telling my sponsor last night, even though I still felt the resentment, I knew intellectually I was wrong to hold on to it. And she helped me see my part and how I got the ball rolling and all that other stuff. But I just couldn't shake it off because I'm still two, you know, like I'm still growing up. And I'm so grateful for all of you for helping me grow up each and every day. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Sally A. Russ M., it's your turn, followed by Laura M. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, my fellows. Russ M., recovered convincible reader outside of Philly. Um, I would have the elements of a way of living, which answered all my problems. Man, do I have problems. I have problems before I came in. I have problems now. I have problems till I check out. But see, before I came in, I was debilitated by fear. I, I I was a train wreck. I did not know how to handle anything. The most minute little challenge would send me into a, a maniacal, crazy rage. You know, really, honest to goodness, it wasn't about food for me. Because I was content to being called Big Russ and wear the big clothes, and eat my face off. That didn't bother me, really. I was oblivious, whatever. I was addicted, whatever way you want to say it. But that I couldn't I couldn't survive. I got nothing out of life, to be honest with you. Even with my children, my wife, I have all these blessings around me. So many good things God gave me. I couldn't appreciate one thing, because I couldn't, you know, I was having a hard time getting up out of bed. So I hit the bottom. I come in the program. And now I have this beautiful plan, this beautiful way of life to be able to just be regular, be able to survive, or, you know, even, even just to do everything in the moment. To never do it. And um, that's why I'm here. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to battle this disease. But more more than than the disease of compulsive overeating, the, the compulsive overeating, the disease of me, disease of fear, disease of not being able to enjoy a little bit. And as God is my witness here on this line, this is the only thing that ever gave me relief. It's the only thing that ever gave me a semblance of peace, even when I don't want to do these things. You know, I don't want to have to make amends. I don't want to have to do any work. Who the hell really wants to? But putting, investing and putting a little sweat equity into yourself, you see these little miracles every day. It's beautiful. I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm a mess that I need this because it's bringing me peace and giving me a little bit of joy. And uh, 
If I could do it, anybody can. Don't be afraid to, to do what the book says. Y'all have a good day. Love you. Thank you, Russ M. Laura M., it's your turn, followed by Devorah F. Thank you. Good morning. This is Laura M. in a new way of living in Missouri this morning. Um, my friend promised me this new way of living, and I've got to say that when I was moved to 12 Steps, I saw and listened to you people talk about these promises, and it sounded like something absolutely unattainable. Um, from where I sat in my black and white thinking, it just, it really felt impossible. But yet, I saw you with my own eyes, and I heard you with my own ears, and I knew there had to be something outside of my black and white thinking. And so, the one word that um, came to my mind that's not in this paragraph is openness. And I had to open myself to the possibility that there is another way. And I had to stand not on my own feet, but I needed to stand on your feet for a while. And I needed to stand in trust and faith in the promises that I didn't think were possible and have the openness to believe that something strange I was seeing with my eyes was indeed possible and just to step out in faith and follow your example and follow these steps and you know now I stand on the other side of that and you know continuing every day um, to maintain and all the beautiful things that everybody has said but you know this last weekend I was traveling with my mother and boy is that something that could set me off in all the wrong directions, but I experienced this new way of living in all my affairs and how I felt through the weekend and how I reacted through the weekend and what my words were like, and I'm living in that promise, and that is just such an amazing, hopeful place to be, and I just wanted to share that bit of hope with someone else that might be standing in the dark thinking it's absolutely impossible. It works. It really does. And that's why we stand here together and share our experience. And I'm so happy to be just a little part of this wonderful group of recovering people. Y'all have a wonderful day, I pass. Thank you, Laura M. I have three people left and five minutes. So if we could all take about two minutes, everybody could share. Devorah S., it's your turn, followed by Max W. Thank you so much. Hi, how are you? This is Devora S. from New Jersey. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and thank you, everyone on the line that makes this meeting possible. So, here we have, my friend promised me when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Honestly, nobody promised me anything when I got into this program, and my biggest problem that I had was that I was weighing, I weighed 280 pounds, I was fat, I was miserable, I had high blood pressure, I had diabetes, and that was my big problem. I didn't know from my selfishness, I didn't know that my, I didn't know what all my other stuff that I was carrying around with me all the years, buried underneath all that fat, was really, what, really, what was the, that was the really the core issue. So <clears throat> putting down the food was that big problem, and I did it. And I'm here, but why am I here 20 years later? You know, because 
I need to maintain it because today I'm establishing, I'm growing, I'm learning how to develop a relationship with with God each day. And you know what I did yesterday is not going to work for me today. I gotta I gotta renew it today. You know, each day, and I'm willing and I want to do it because I don't want to get back into the food. And you know, at the time it was uh, those years, all those years ago, it was I needed to make those phone calls. I needed to work the tools, and that was going to save me. That was going to keep me abstinent. And today I know from the inner, my innermost self is that I need to you know, work these principles, I need to work these elements of life, um, because that is the core here. I need to get out of myself and into others and work these steps and um, and look at myself honestly, and when things come up, discuss it with another person. I can't hide anymore, and I'm just really grateful um, that this is giving me a new way of living, a new way of life, and um and I have another day to get with you, and I'm really, really grateful. Thank you so much, and I'll pass. Thank you, Devorah S. Max W., it's your turn, followed by Hoodie R. Press star one, Max. Max, press star one. Okay, Hoodie, are you there? Hi, Max from Atlanta. Oh, there you are. Hi, Max. Okay. Uh, Hello, I'm being heard. Good morning. Hi, sorry. We've got Max. Thank you. I might have been having trouble. Thank you, Max. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I come to OA from another program where I just finished step 12, and this was my first weekend of abstinence, and I've had many, many months of emotional sobriety. And it was really a tough weekend because I was not emotionally emotionally, uh, sober. I was mistreating my wife and daughter, and... uh, my, my sponsor was good to me, and he, you know, was available to me, and we worked through it, and uh, I've made amends to them, and, um, you know, we're starting on step one today, so um, I've had 19 months of sobriety in the other program, so I'm a really big believer in the steps in the big book, and I know God's going to take me through this, and um, I just am really uh, relate to a lot of the earlier shares about me being an emotional two-year-old and God is maturing me. So thank you for letting me share this morning. Thank you, Max W. And Hoodie, I'm sorry, we have run out of time. Perhaps you might be able to stay for the second hour. Thank you to everyone who shared and thank you to Team Monday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, March 18th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 12670. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Craig F. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
I beg your pardon. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Thank you. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until